Hey, what's up, everyone? You're listening to The Man Reinvented Show. I'm your host, Scott Taylor. I'm a former door-to-door salesman who gave up a six-figure income that I earned in just four months out of the year to pursue my passion of making a bigger impact in the world. This is the podcast where I talk with amazing people making big changes to fulfill their deeper purpose. Let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Man Reinvented Show. I'm your host, Scott Taylor, and I've got an amazing guest with me today. Um, I've actually never met him in person. We've met on Facebook. Um, his name was called out by some people that uh, said he's an amazing closer. Um, checked him out, and and he's yeah, he's the real deal. So um, he's the one call closer. He's got a Facebook page called Master the Art of High Ticket Sales. Kayvon K, welcome to the show. Scott, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah, awesome, man. So let's get into it. I know we're kind of short on time, but uh, last time we talked, um, you were telling me that you're the comeback kid. And this show is all about reinventing yourself. And yeah. I, just, I just love to hear it. Let's hear your well, comeback I mean, story. Let's, uh, what's the Coles knows for the comeback kid, right? <laughs> I mean, from the age of great, like from the age of basically uh, eight, nine years old uh, in grade one, uh, they, they basically written me off. They said I had ADD, ADHD, LD, all the letters in the book. Oh, yeah. And I was in a small community. So I had two targets in the back, being the only immigrant family, first generation immigrant family, and then having, being the kid who was, you know, sped, right? Special resources. So there was two targets on my back. And, and all the way through my scholastic education, all the way up till I was even 19 years old when I was in university, having the dean of the special resource department telling me to quit university because I'll never succeed. And no that my only hope is to go back to the small town I came from uh, and to work in the factory like my father. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and next thing you know, right, I, I'm almost listening to her. I go into a, you know, a very deep depression from that. Because after 19 years of hearing you're not good enough, you're too stupid, yeah. you tend to believe it. Absolutely. But no matter what, I had this burning desire. I had this fight, right, the inner fight in me. Through that, I was, uh, I had, a, you know, a long story. Not many people know this. I, you know, at 19, I was held captive in a third world country with a gun to my head, uh, blindfolded. What? Yeah. Uh, and Where did I you guys immigrate that, from? Right? Pardon me? Where did you guys immigrate from? Uh, my parents are from Iran. Iran. Okay. Yeah. So, needless to say, there's been many times in my life that it should have been over. Uh, and then, you know, when I started my career in sales, it, you know, in sales, you're always just getting beat up, especially when you first start, right? You always come back, come back. And uh-huh. when I got in the pharmaceutical world, I was, I was a minnow. I was like, you know, finding Nino against the sharks. And, uh, and within two years, I was the number one pharmaceutical rep across the country, the largest pharmaceutical company in the world. Uh, then from there, I went into the, I went in as an entrepreneur and went online and did my own thing. This is where the true comeback kid comes back again. Uh-huh. Uh, within, within eight to nine months, I was $150,000 in debt. I lost everything. I was a day away from being bankrupt. And it wasn't until I found the world of high ticket closing. So closing for influencers, instead of me trying to be an influencer, trying to be the person on stage, why not just go join up with those people and make sales for them? So within one month, I was losing $25,000 a month. I started earning $25,000 a month. 
Uh-huh. Two months later, I'm 50. Needless to say, by the time a year later, I'd already done seven figures in high ticket sales. Unbelievable. Well, yeah. dude, I'm I'm super curious. You said you had a gun held to your head. Oh, what? that's a long story. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. So I was, you know, I was in uh, I was in I was traveling a third world country and and uh, I was mistaken for a threat for a spy of the country. They they thought I was uh, you know, uh, um, a secret agent for some reason. They treated me such as, and we were kidnapped, blindfolded for over 12 hours. Oh and the gosh. last moment, I was on my knees, blindfolded with a gun to my head. And uh, within a second, with, that, with the trigger being pulled, uh, something miraculously happened, and they let us go. Unbelievable, so, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that- so, I mean, there's, there's many times in my life, and I think in, in a lot of people's lives, there's many times we face, you know, uh, hardship or we face hard times or, you know, things don't go our way. I mean, that's just part of life. But the ones that persevere, the ones that can get through though, through that is are the ones that know how to take all that, all that pain, all that struggle, basically that story, which is once their fortress and they turn it into their fuel to power yeah. them. Yeah. Into something great. They take the story and use it as an example. Instead of being a victim of it, they become the hero of the story, of their own story. Not the hero yeah. in the movie we see, not the yep. hero that we think, not Batman, Superman. I just wanted to become the hero of Kayvon. Uh-huh. And I was not going to let all the things that held me back when I was younger, all the pressures of being pushed, I was willing to let be pulled by my passions be fueled by the things that weren't working so I can find the things that were working, find my harmony, be in line so that when I speak to people over the phone, when I connect to people over a podcast like this, I know how to connect them in my authentic way because I'm fully aware of who I am. I accept and I love myself and I'm proud of where I've come from. I'm proud that I've had hardships because the hardest, you see this, they say this, character is not won when you're winning the game. You don't have it. It's very easy to have character when everything's going right and you're winning. Real, true character was when we lost. I remember when we were losing football games, when I used to play football and the whole team, the character was built when we had to get ourselves back. We were down 40 points and we had to get ourselves back into the game. One quarter left, get everyone that rattled up, start using our mind and out, outworking, outsmarting our competition to end up winning the game. Absolutely. See, people, people, people break when they're not winning. Things not going right. They fall apart. True champions, true closers, true salespeople, they don't fall apart. You know, this is a salesman show, you know, podcast, so let's talk about that. A true salesperson doesn't take no, but it doesn't mean they keep pounding the payments and keep asking the questions. And ask, No, no. They get creative. They learn, how to, they learn how to connect. They learn about their prospect. What do they need to do? They keep going back, but they keep going back different ways. They keep trying. They're not annoying. They're not abrasive. They learn that part of sales, you're going to hear a thousand no's before you get the yes. I don't care who you are, how good you think you are, you will hear no's. That's just the part of sales. That's why most people will never do it. But that's why salespeople who are very good at their game, most people will never live their life. The freedom they have. See, when you're the best salesperson, you're the first person to get hired and the last person to get fired. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so in a sense, it looks like you've basically just turned those 19 years of rejection into your best, your best gift. 
the best gift. It, it I've, I know you, rejection. I've, ma- I've met rejection, you know, thousands of times and I've learned and I, and I had to, I had to build this thick skin, right? This, this is uh-huh. under this, the, but the, the thick skin doesn't come from just talking about it. The thick skin comes from taking the actual beatings, taking the nose, having people slam the door in your face, having people hang up on you. Only then when you get that experience and evaluate your experience, you see in sales, you don't need confidence. People think it's all about being confident. It's not. It's having competence. When you increase the competence, you increase your confidence. And competence, you can't read it out of a book. Yeah. You can't listen to it. Sorry, you can't listen to this on a podcast. Confidence comes by from doing. It reminds yeah. me of a story. It reminds me actually of the story. Um, when I was younger, I was I was I was wanting to be a, I wanted to be a high level swimmer, and this body was not meant for swimming. I learned that very quickly. But I wanted to be a high level swimmer, so I'd actually go to the to the uh, the pool, and I would go early in the mornings and watch the you know the Olympians, the, the soon to be Olympians, swim and the coach and. I'd watch them swimming and I would read books and I'd read the books, look at the way they're doing their form. And, and I'll never remember when the coach came up and they called him old man, Charlie. And Charlie was one of those, he was like in his eighties at the time. So he's, he's unfortunately passed away now, but this was, you know, again, for me, this was over 25 years ago. And, uh-huh. and old man, Charlie came up to me and said, son, what are you doing? Cause he saw me there every day, just in the bleachers, watching, just watching, reading, watching. And I said, well, one day I want to be like them. I want, I want to go to the Olympics to learn how to swim. And, and the coach said, son, you're not going to read a book to learn how to swim. The only way you're going to learn how to swim is just jumping in that pool. Come with me. Get in the water. And he walked me through close to the edge of the pool and we were on the shallow end and he looked and as we're watching the swimmers on the, on the deep end going, doing the laps, one arm pointing at the swimmers, the other one behind my back, in the water, I went struggling. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing, just trying to get to the next thing you know. I get it. This hand comes down, grabs me out of the pool, gets me back on the poolside, and says, "That's how you're going to learn to swim. You're never going to learn to swim on the bleachers. Meet me here tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. And we start." But you didn't even know how to swim at that time. No, boom in the water. No <laughs> idea how to swim. And wow. it was the same thing. It was the same thing in my sports, right? It was the same thing when I used to competitive downhill ski. I would look at the, I would look at the runs. It was the deep, you know, the black diamonds, and and I was, you know, looking and looking, watching everyone else go, watching everyone else jump and have fun. But I was too scared to go down it until I realized I would never learn how to do sales. I would never learn how to be great, how to get to entrepreneurship how to get online, how to be the best closer, how to be the number one person in pharmaceuticals. I would never get there unless I was willing to do it. You yep. see, I was willing at one point in my life, I had to be willing to go after my dreams, like my own personal greatness, my own personal pursuit at the risk of everyone's disapproval. Yeah. See, most people, they want that, but they also want to be liked by everybody. Uh huh. Yeah. And you can't be liked by everybody and have what you don't have. You got to pick and choose. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. So I had to literally, I had to give myself that permission to walk away from my life, to walk away from my friends, to walk away from my family, my mother, my, my everyone that was holding me back. They weren't holding me back because they didn't love me. They were holding me back because their own fears of failure their own fears of what they've done and given up on their lives, they were just subconsciously trying to instill that on me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and people I realized do that. this isn't working. I'm 30 years old. I at this point, yeah, I'm the number one pharmaceutical sales rep, but I'm still working in corporate, sniffing up someone else's butt. No matter mm-hmm. how hard you work, no matter how great you are, they're always finding ways to cut your commissions and 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 just stop your momentum. And I had enough was enough. Yeah. So at what point did you go on your own to to line up your own selling situations with influencers? Well, after I left the pharmaceutical industry, I, like I said, I jumped in and I jumped in the whole internet marketing world. Oh, that's right. You spun your wheels and yeah, that's right. Spun my wheels, man. I was $150,000 in debt spinning my wheels, trying to be a coach, trying to be an influencer. I was going to be a speaker. I was going to have a course. I was going Uh to do live event. I mean, I tried it all. I was affiliate marketer, Amazon, drop shipping. I mean, Uh I did it all. And it wasn't until I had, again... For me, it's unfortunate. I, I, it's in my life. The lessons never came to me until it was until things got really bad. Yeah. Or like my back. I'm one of those guys. See, there's two types of people. There's the ones that when things start going wrong and their backs are against the wall, there's people that break. Mm-hmm. And then there's people that perform. I'm one of those. I'm one of those that I have to have my back against the wall and it's doomsday. And then something switches in me and I perform. And when that moment came, I realized that I was trying to do every, I was almost running away from my genius, which is the one thing is selling. Yeah. And when I was, and I had a mentor at the time who showed me the world of the high ticket offers of high ticket sales. And I said, what? I don't have to call anyone. I don't have to cold call. They book with me. I just answer the phone and sell. What? Yes. And I went out and I got an influencer. People always go, how'd you get an influencer? Easy. I went online, like my mentor told me. I went to Facebook groups and I read. And when the first influence says, I'm looking for a closer, I said, hey, I'm a closer. I can help you out. I got on the phone and I did my job. I closed him. I didn't hide behind some years of experience. I didn't hide behind some, some, some educational certificate that means nothing. I literally just closed him like I would close a prospect. And they gave me an opportunity. You didn't send and him an email? What? You didn't send him an email? No. Well, yes, obviously. I said, oh, I, I, I reached out to them and I got him on the phone and I closed him on the phone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, just, you didn't just hide behind your email or a text message. You actually. No, I said, set, I said, let's set up. The first thing I said is, hey, I saw your post. Let's set up a call. Here's my booking link. Close. Closed him. Closed him. Love it. Closed him. Hide me, hide me. Within one, within two weeks, I was doing 250K in sales, 10% commission. It's 25K. Like that. Yeah. And I and I tapped in this world. And then what happened was I saw so many people needing help. And there's so many people still that don't even know this world exists. We talked about this. Oh, yeah. It's not people don't even know this world exists. And just because I immersed myself, see, you got it, the, the the key to my success was the moment I decided to do this. The moment I said, no, high ticket sales is for me. This is my genius. I didn't think about it. I didn't dream about it. I didn't read about it. I became it. That was all I do. That's I didn't my, I didn't on Friday afternoon when I was done my last call, I didn't hang up my, my closing cape and go out on the weekends as cave on. No, uh-huh. every single day I wake up, I'm a closer. 
this is what I do. This is who I am. It became there's no such thing as being half pregnant. I am pregnant and I'm staying pregnant for the rest (laughs) of my life and all things closing. So, so within a year, I get calls. Everyone's calling me. How do you do this? How do you do that? And with, I've had over 10,000 calls now and I've learned, I've learned how to handle, I've learned people will handle, handle objections. I don't need to handle objections because I learned how to connect properly and eliminate the objections before they even happen. I learned that sales, and this is what you're going to learn from me. Sales is just a transference of energy and connection, period. Control the energy. Yours, the most important. Control the prospect's energy. And then the third energy is the environment. You'll create a connection. When you create, the way to create a connection is creating a safe haven, a safe place where that prospect feels safe. They feel hurt. Fundamentally, humans want to be heard. They want to be seen and they want to be liked. So you have to make them feel heard, feel seen and feel like on their level, not your level. See, a lot of prospects, a lot of closers and salespeople have these egos. They have these egos that think, oh, I'm the I'm king shit. I don't know if I swear. I'm king tut. I'm the man. You got to come to me. No. You want to connect the people. You got to go to them on their level. I'm not saying that you got to break your authority or your frame. I'm not saying that you got to bend over, chase them or please them. What I'm saying is you got to know how to energetically connect to them on their level so you can create a connection. And when you create a connection and you know who they are, there's only four types of main people here, right? And when there's four types of personalities, that's it. Any test you take, they're always four. It's human. It's nature. It's science. This is not just foo-foo. This is science. There's four types of people. Once you know who you're connecting to, who you're speaking to, you can ask the right questions. You know how to use the right tonality for the right people at the right moment. You know how to use things like saying exactly and specifically and precisely for the people that need to hear that. Well, you know, it's not about monies to some people. It's about the impact Uh and serving. And imagine the impact we're going to make and how many more people we're going to serve. You see, most closers don't even know who they're talking to. You want to know why? Because they don't even know who they are themselves. Uh huh. Yeah. They're running away from their authenticity, from their own awareness, from their own true being, trying to be someone they're not, and expecting to connect to people on an organic level with their with some sort of energy that just pops up out of nowhere, and wondering why they're failing. If you are not connected to yourself, if you're not grounded, if you're not fully aware of who you are, where you've gone, where you're going, what you represent who the being is, you'll never be able to make sales at the highest level. So you're talking, nobody's talking about this. Everyone's talking talking about the next one-on-one, the 101 (laughs) ways to handle objections. Uh Uh-huh. How to, how to, how to close your prospects in one call. What's a, what's a tool out there for those salespeople that are listening? What's a tool out there that you would, uh, or a book or a, I don't know, like a, a disc profile type thing that you'd say, go and go and do it, go read it, go take it to help figure out who you are. There's many out there. I mean, there's, there's the one that I've created. So I have my own 
There's okay. the Myers Briggs. <laughs> there's the disc profile. Okay. There's the gemstones. There's the color personalities and marketing. They have their own terms. I mean, there is so many different ones out there. You just go personalities, four different types of personalities. It will all show up. But what you'll see is when you go through it all, you'll see that there's a common, there's a common denominator. And that is there's only really four main types of people. In a nutshell, you have what I call as the engineer, analyticals, the analyzers. I call yeah. them the analyzers. The accountants. Those, the accountants, the bean counters. Yeah. Those people, you need to speak to them in a certain way. Precisely. Is that the exactly. word you use with them? You don't talk about how great the product or how great the service is. Their brains don't operate like that. Uh-huh. They need to know exactly and precisely what's going on. Timelines, data. Then you have what I call the nurturers or the advocates. I call them the advocate. I call them the four A's, the advocates. So analyzer, the advocate. The advocate is the, is, is, is the I'm in love. It's the nurturer. Let's, let's all be friends. So when I'm talking to them, I can't be talking to them like this, like who I am. Uh-huh. I can't be talking, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm going to shut them down. They're going to cry. They're going to break. They're not <laughs> going to connect with me. Right? Uh-huh. And then you, you talk got, about impact with those people, right? That's the impact. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. And you lower your tonality. You, you soften you, your voice. You, you don't lower the tonality because lowering the tonality is like this, is using your chest voice. No. You soften. You use your head voice. Okay. <laughs> it's all up in your head voice, and you talk a little softer. Okay. You take the bass out of your. You take the bass out of your tone because this bass rattles their soul. It's uh-huh. scary to them. But when we talk about this and we talk about what it, the impact we're going to make, it helps them. Uh huh. And how many there. people you're going to help? Yes. Okay. What's and how, the, what's, and, and, and and how they just. They just want to be connected to people and they want everybody to love them. Uh-huh. And then we got to have world peace. So this is, if you would compare it to the color personality type, it would be like exactly. a white, right? This is white, I think, or purple. Purple. Okay. I believe it's All right. purple. All right. What uh, are the other two? So then you have what I call the ambassadors. That's the orange. Uh-huh. That's the EFJs. These are the guys that are life of the party. You don't want to talk facts and figures. They don't want to hear that. They want to know what the promised land is. They want to know what the future is. They want everybody to like them. They want to be on stage. They want to go to the party. They want to be the life of the party. Uh And then you have what I call is the CEO types. A-type personality. That's the A-type personality. Those are what I call the achievers. Uh-huh. They're the ones you better have confidence. You meet them in person, you better be dressed sharp. You better know that your frame is going to be the most important with these people because the frame or energy we talk about it, when we meet, there's only one energy that's going to win. Two energies don't win, one. And they are going to do everything they can to have their energy to win because they want to control. Uh-huh. They don't so want control they, them. They, they want to control everything. You need to know how to control them. So you need to know you, how to break exactly. So you you basically take charge and control and call them out a little bit, challenge it a little bit, challenge. With comp- yep, with your confidence and your what was your competence? You're wowing them basically. Mm-hmm. 
Now so, tell me a little bit about the orange type. We did how do you talk to an orange type? That's the that 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 right cause the ambassador, right? I did. We, these are the ones that we talk about the future. We talk about how okay. great things are going to be. Okay. Right? But they're also highly emotional people. So you also can talk about the pain. Uh-huh. And they'll 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 they're, they're emotional. Okay. Okay. They don't care about what the steps are. I don't care. Just get me to the promised land. Tell me what the promised land looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's it going to be, Scott? Let me ask you. What's it going to be look like for you in the next six to seven months when you grow this podcast and you don't just have 10,000, 15,000 viewers each and every week, you have a million viewers. And people are asking you, are begging you to be on your show. And you've learned how to monetize your podcast to create yourself a seven-figure income. And people are wanting you to get on stages and take the, prod, the podcast worldwide globally what is your life going to look like it's going to be better what's better um yeah i'll have more influence man what's more influence um i don't know yeah i'm not letting you see you're trying to give me you are trying see scott's being protective you're putting me on the spot i put him on the spot (laughs) but do you see what's better you can't define better more well, yeah, I don't know because right now I'm in the in the in the uh, exploration of trying to figure out how to be that now in my mind, in my personality, in my physiology. You know what I'm saying? You are. So, haven't really thought about that. Maybe it's something you can think about. Yeah, absolutely. See, so, I can tell it's hit you differently. Now you're like, "Whoa! I never thought about that." Yeah, no. yeah. And a lot of people don't. You see, when, you, when, you're, when, you're, when you're connecting and you're selling people, people think it's about selling the features, the benefits. You're not, you're not or, or you're pitching. It's all about the pitch deck. It's not. Uh-huh. It, it's about creating a safe energy, getting on their level to create a connection. It's about having a conversation, communication, understanding where they are, understanding what we call their before state and the after state. And in between the before state and after state is the objection. Uh huh. So we got to understand what their objection will be. Eliminate that objection. Help them self-identify with that objection. Eliminate it to get them to the after state. You got to change their belief. It's not about just changing their belief. You got to be able to show them where they are. Most people are so lost. They don't even know where they are. They don't know. Most business owners don't even know their own business. Uh huh. They don't know what's going on. Your job is not as a salesperson to solve the problem. Your job is to identify the problem and get them to self-recognize, self-identify to that problem. And then your job is to bridge the gap between the problem and the promised land, where they are, where they want to go, their ideal situation, what it would look like. Uh-huh. And to yeah. create that bigger than what the problem is. Uh-huh. And help paint the picture of what that future, future land is going to look like what the future land will look like, but I don't paint it. I just ask them questions and they paint it for me. Painting their own like mind. I, I just said to you, what does it look like? You said yeah. it's going to be awesome or amazing. And I said, what does that even mean? Yeah. And you said, Oh, more influence. And I said, well, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Uh huh. What's influence to you. What's amazing to you. I guess it does. Uh... People don't buy on logic. They buy on emotion, then they uh-huh. think about the logic after. They justify it with their logic. Yeah. 
So, so tell me this, Kayvon. So you've got the four personality types. Um, obviously, you're probably better because your personality is one type yourself. So do you think if you're one personality type, you sell better to that personality type? Yes, absolutely. And then you have to learn the skill set of adapting your communication style, be a chameleon and learn how to close those other three. You just said it. And that's why there is the good and the great. The great know how to, they know how to work hard. They know how to communicate. They know how to adapt. They know how to be creative. They know how to take the punches. Uh The good only stay in their lane. They know one win, one way of selling, one way of pitching. They don't know what to do when things start going array and, and the prospect starts asking objections. They don't know how to control. They don't know how to keep their frame. They only could sell to the one prospect. And they always ask, well, oh, this person's really fun to sell. Why, why don't I have this community? Why don't I have this relationship with all my other prospects? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> They're self-centered. Most, most salespeople are narcissists. They're self-centered narcissists, ego, egotistical maniacs. Interesting. I say it because I once was that person. So you tell me what I am. I'm, I'm curious. We've, we've talked twice. What's my personality know, Scott, type? You tell me. What do you think you are? I don't know. I think I'm a mix between a red and an orange. I think you have a little emerald in you. Emerald? Yeah. Sorry. Or uh, what do you call it? Analyzer. Analyzer. Okay. I think you have a little bit of an engineer mindset there. I can tell every time I talk to you, you the way you think, the way you process information. If you notice, every time I ask you something, you wait. There's a uh-huh. pause. And that's your brain going, right? They're just like uh-huh. all the monkeys in there trying to figure out what's going on. Now, uh-huh. now people like laugh and they think that's insulting. It's not actually, it's, it's actually just how your brain operates. It's how an engineer brain operates because yeah. they got it. They're collecting the information slowly. They're putting it all in their different departments, right? And then they're thinking about what's the best response to come back. Where guys like me, right? The orange, we just talk out, we just say shit out of our ass. We don't even process half the stuff. And some of it doesn't even make sense. But we keep talking and talking. And then uh-huh. we finally find a way to get it back on track. So we know how to control the conversation. Sure, sure. Okay. All right. Man, I've, I've, uh, I've never heard that breakdown of different personality types. That's it, it. I never usually do that because it's way, this is actually very high level stuff. And, uh-huh. I, and I advise people to do a lot more research and just going out there and start, you know, throwing terminology around and thinking that you're some master at this. It took me 20 years to get here. It doesn't need to take you 20 years to get there, but use this. If you're going to use this or learn this stuff, use it and learn it wisely. Understand that there's not one way to a sale. Understand that the way I do things is not how you do things. Take what I teach, take what I've done and do it better than me. Make it mm-hmm. yours. See, what makes me great is I understand it's not black and white. I understand sales is a dance. It's being creative. It's an art. Sales is an art. And if you are just stuck on one presentation, one script, and, and you have to do it this way, and you don't let yourself be free, you don't let yourself be in harmony and be in creativity and be in that abundance world, you will not know when and how to move. A salesperson is like the best chess people in the world. They know the moves before the moves even made. They know their enemy, let's just say, or their compo- their opponent and or their prospect better than the prospect knows themselves. But mm-hmm. the key, the key is you got to know yourself. 
Absolutely. You got to love and accept yourself. You got to be able to wake up every morning and look in that mirror and know that that's the best damn version of the person you see. Because if you show up anywhere else and anything less than that, you're going to hear rejections. You're going to get resistance. You're going to get the no's. You're going to get the failures. You're going to have no commission and you're going to wonder why life sucks. Well, essentially, as a salesman, you amplify what you're feeling on your prospects. It, whatever your objections are, are their objections, and it just comes sales out. Sales is a transference of energy. Mm-hmm. Sales yeah. is a direct reflection of you. It's a direct reflection of what's going on, on the inside. So uh-huh. if on the inside, I don't believe, I don't have certainty, I don't have conviction, I don't have clarity, I don't have confidence, my prospect will not have that. And without clarity, conviction, certainty, you don't have confidence, you don't have a sale. It's your job to be sold on you first. You got to be sold on you. You got to be sold on your product, your service. You got to be sold on Yokum. You got to be sold on everything you preach. You got to be able to buy and believe in it. And you would buy, you would spend it, you would, you would buy it for double the price and still sell it at that price because that's how strongly you believe your product can fix someone's problem. That's it. See, I'm in the service-based business. I'm not in the product-based business. I don't like selling products. I don't sell cars. I sell services. I like to sell. I like to sell services that help people that make people better that help businesses because Jim Rohn said it best or sorry, Jim Collins, Jim Collins said it best. He said, your income is in direct proportion of the problems you solve. The bigger the problem solved, the bigger your bank account. Yeah. So Luxury you're essentially cars, working Fancy mash- mansions don't solve problems. They create problems. Uh-huh. So you're essentially selling coaching programs mainly. Or services. I sell services, coaching programs, e-commerce programs, all online. I know my market. I know my target. Again, I don't dance everywhere. I dance in one area, and I become an expert of that. Uh-huh. I don't want to sell cars. I don't want to sell mansions. I don't want to sell insurance. I don't want to sell any of that. I don't want to sell mortgages. I've been there, done that. Uh-huh. This is my, I want to help people. I like being in the business of helping winners win more, period. So tell me about, tell me about your ideal client. Your, I mean, businesses hire you to create yeah. high ticket selling situations. So what's, your, what's the client you're looking for? Is it mainly just the influencer or... Well, no, I mean, I train, I don't, I work with clients and I also train salespeople. So if there's a, if you're a salesperson and you're, you know, in the insurance business or you're driving around and you're wondering, man, what's this high ticket world? I teach people, I show people exactly how to get into it. What I did to get to where I have. Then because of that, I have these closers that need opportunities. So I have my fulfillment center where I close for different, various different business owners, whether it's, e-commerce, self-development, online, whatever that is. It's, okay. There's multiple things that I look for, but mo- usually and mostly it's service-based businesses. Okay. Um, one question I wanted to ask you is if you're looking, if you're, a, if you're a closer and you're looking for opportunities out there, you're looking for influencers to sell for, to close for, what are the best questions? I say maybe the the best three things you need to figure out from the influencer to figure out if it's a good situation for the closer. Okay. So first and foremost, you got to figure out what your niche you want to be in. 
and what's in line with you and harmony, not because you like the influencer, because you truly like the product, the offer, you like speaking to those people. For instance, I was closing for a very short time for Forex. I hate Forex. I don't yeah. know anything about Forex. Currency exchange. I hate stuff. Forex. I shouldn't, I, you know what I tell you, I, I don't hate Forex. I don't know anything about Forex. It's not my wheelhouse. Uh-huh. Wondering why am I not making sales? Like, why is my like closing so low to realize, wait a minute, I don't like, I don't like Forex. I don't know anything about Forex. doesn't matter how great of a closer I am. I'm not, I'm not there. It doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's number one is really finding the niche you, that you believe in, you like, you, you connect to. Number two is looking at and making sure, how, okay, what does a product actually work? Show me testimonials. I want to see how many people you've worked with. I want to see the transformation. I want to see your Facebook. I want to see your Instagram. I want to see your followers. I want to watch it all. I want to see your funnels. I want to see everything before I make a decision to work with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And number three, where are they? Are they just starting out? Have they been doing this? Are they proven? Are they emerging? My favorite are the emerging ones. The proven ones, you can't really help them. They're already proven. They're doing well. Uh-huh. They're starting out. It's a lot of time and headache. But the emerging ones is they've already done it. They already have salespeople, but they're about to grow. They're about to scale and they need more people and they need one or two tweaks that can literally move mountains. Those are the influencers I like to work with because I make those one or two tweaks. I put in the two or three best salespeople. Next thing you know, we went from a six-figure company to seven-figure companies. Hmm. And they know how to do it because they know how to implement. They don't have any of their own personal baggage that holds them back from greatness. They take action already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's good advice. Um, so I guess, man, we already talked about closing. I was going to transition to you. Just went there, man. <laughs> what I do? I love it. It's all good. Um, well, we've kind of we've kind of run a little bit long. Um, I wanted to kind of give a big shout out to your Facebook group again. Yes. Yes. Master out, the art. Master the art of high ticket sales. You can learn everything you need from me personally. If yeah, you come and join, let me know you came and joined from Scott Taylor and I will give you a personal message, a personal welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go check it out, guys. I got in it a few weeks ago and very engaging very active group. I was, I was surprised. And, uh, you know, you're up, you're up to about a thousand, thousand members now. Is that right? A thousand quality members, people that I don't members. want you in there unless you want to learn how to sell or uh-huh. close. I, you don't have to sell or close to be in there, but you better want to connect to people. Here's the thing, Scott, and we're going to leave it here. Most people don't realize I'm not in the business of selling. I'm in the business of connecting. I connect to my prospect. I connect to my wife. I connect to my kids. I connect to my parents. I connect to my soul. I connect to my dreams. I connect to other people's dreams. I connect to people. I create safe spaces for people to live their best selves, to be their best versions. I allow people to self-identify who they are and where they want to go so they can grow and become the people, the women, the father, the mother, whatever it is, the ones they want to be. Well, if we were doing this live, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, talk about your thing tonight. I already, you know, it's all good. You're doing it all tonight, okay. but, uh, well, Kayvon, dude, thank you so much. Um, you got some depth to you, brother. I love it. 
<laughs> scraping the surface. That that comes from experience. You yeah. can't read it out of a book. If we're going to do a full loop, you can't read it out of a book. You're only going to get that depth by jumping into the pool. Yep. All right. Well, I appreciate you getting on here, Kayvon. Um, if, if you guys are liking what we're talking about, you like the guests we're having on here, go subscribe. Give me some feedback. Give me some comments. Share it around. You know people that are stuck in a situation. They, they, they want to change. They want to you know, expand and grow. Send them on over. That's, what, that's the conversations we're having here. Um, in my place, it was door-to-door to high-ticket sales. Um, and then on and on, I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to be more, do more, give more. In order to do that, guys, I've got to grow more. And so I appreciate everyone listening. And with that, you guys have a great day. Take care. Thanks, Kayvon. Always a pleasure.